0: i am paul jones and you are listening to the spirit of Lux. i love to say that mauritius is the
1: capital of the resort's destination worldwide you know for me it's one of the the best place to travel to go and relax in a resort we sat around the table we talk with you paul with our owners and we say well we had a plan to renovate this hotel but it was for 2022, 20, uh, 2023. Why not doing it now? And it's the next part of, of my. And we started to renovate this hotel, and and it has been a really unique adventure. We became a school. We became a planting school. We became a painting school. We became a, a stone doctors uh, a school. We we gave training up to everyone for weeks and weeks before he could really become experts in specific tasks.
0: Welcome to the third episode of The Spirit of Lux. Today, I'm excited to have one of the most passionate hoteliers that I've ever met join me on this podcast. Jeremy de Fombell is a highly experienced general manager. He has worked in over six countries in Asia and the Indian Ocean and joined Lux Le in August 2014. There's a lot to cover in this episode. Lux Le Monde is one of a kind. The resort has the renowned Le Monde Mountain as the backdrop and faces the Indian Ocean, nestled within a turquoise lagoon. With only 150 rooms and suites, Jeremy, with his 300-strong team members, took the ownership to reimagine and renovate the hotel during this long confinement. We also discussed the best practices for sustainability to combat food wastage, and the three main approaches, refuse, reuse, and recycle. Good afternoon, Jeremy, and welcome. And how are you today?
1: Good afternoon, Paula. I'm very good. Um, thank you so much. What about you?
0: I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. And Jeremy, welcome. It's so good to have you with us. Tell me, you are what we would describe as a global hotelier. You've operated hotels in many different countries. Could you give us a flavor of your career so far?
1: I am a nomad, or I am a globetrotter. Uh, I left France. Uh, I'm from France, from Paris, and I left twenty more than 20 years ago. I worked in uh, Cambodia, Vietnam. I worked Thailand, in uh, Laos, in uh, Bali, in... uh, Actually, I was working for a a major hotel group. The Globetrotter GM, actually, I was was sent with my team, actually, I had a chef, I had a a fantastic uh, hotel manager, and we were, the, the three of us, we were moved to a new destination, to a new hotel, uh, every two three years, um, and uh, yeah, after Bali, I went to China, and then I went to Mauritius. I met you. I met Lux, and uh, I've been in, the, in in this hotel Lux Leman for the past seven years. I,
0: I never stayed that long in a hotel. Why you fell in love with Lux Lamon?
1: <laughs> exactly, I and I'm 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 loyal. I'm faithful. <laughs> like Next For seven years, never happened to me.
0: That's wonderful. So, Jeremy, you've been in so many exotic uh, destinations uh, in your career. Uh, how do you find Mauritius? How does Mauritius stack up with all those wonderful destinations that you just mentioned?
1: Well, you know, for, I mean, for me, Mauritius tick many boxes for hoteliers like me. And uh, I-, I love to say that Mauritius is the capital of the resort's uh, destination worldwide. You know, for me, it's one of the, the, the best places to travel, to go and relax in a resort. And because I am a, originally a resort guy uh, and, and I love to walk in resorts, I find it Different, you know, to work in a, in a business hotel or a resort, it's kind of two different jobs.
0: Right. What makes, in your opinion, a great resort hotel general manager? What are the, the three things you, you think are, are essential?
1: Uh, to really understand that you host guests. You don't host or you don't welcome clients, you host guests like you would host your friends when they visit you and you're your, at home, you know, and that's, that's what makes a great GM is you really know your guest. They, they can become your friend. And actually that's the M and so many of my guests are my friends now. And I've, I'm lucky to have guests all around the world, just like you. I know, I know you were this type of GM. <laughs> I learned from you. And, um, That's really what makes a great uh, general manager. And then you're a guide for your team. You are um, a leader and they trust you and you try to have a team and to keep this team. Because to host properly a guest, you must trust the people who will host them with you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you do it so well. You do it so well, Jeremy. But during the last uh, 16 months, you, haven't, you and your team haven't been able to welcome any of your guests to Lux Le Monde, have you?
1: No, we haven't, and it was so painful.
0: And, and how did you spend your time, Jeremy? How, do, how, did, uh, how did you and your team spend your time during this period?
1: Well, we we started to be confined, it was so difficult, uh, and for us, hoteliers who sleep not much, who are always on the ground, always on the floor, always welcoming guests, always with so many things to do, with huge to-do lists every day, uh, when you're stuck at home and you can't do anything, uh, or not much, it's very difficult. And, then we realized that we could not stay like this, uh, doing nothing and waiting for the guys to come back. Uh, sitting at home was not our cup of tea. And we we sat around the table. We talked with you, Paul, with our owners. And we say, well, we had a plan to renovate this hotel, but it was for 2022, 20, uh, 2023. Why not doing it now? And it's the next... Part of, of my ideas, then we started to renovate this hotel, and and it has been a really unique adventure.
0: What made it unique, uh, Jeremy? What what was so special about this decision that you that you took?
1: What, what made it unique is that the period uh, we are going through at the moment, and we're still going, we're still in, is a unique situation, and renovating a hotel. Uh, uh, or planning and deciding to renovate a hotel when uh, the borders of the country you are in is, is are closed, uh, so you can't import manpower because in Mauritius, on construction site, you have mostly Im- imported manpower. You you have no, very limited, sea freight or air freight cost are goes to the roof. It was so difficult to plan anything. And of course, funding is is even more difficult. It's always difficult, funding, but funding a renovation. But funding a renovation in in the middle of a big pandemic is very difficult. So it was really a unique situation. And and what made it unique is that we, step by step, uh, with you, with the owners, and as a team, we found. Uh, solutions, answers to all the constraints, because we had we had only good reasons not to do anything and to just stay at home, to be honest. Or we had so many good reasons to just not do it, and we decided to do it and to go ahead.
0: And what a magnificent site you have. For the listeners, just to describe Lux LeMo, you have the image of this wonderful stretch of white sand beach with a gorgeous turquoise lagoon. And then at the, right on the beach is the hotel. And behind the hotel, you have the magnificent mountain of Le Monde. Absolutely stunning, incredible landmark, and a, a world heritage site. So coming to work for you, Jeremy, every day must be an absolute pleasure. But this uh, reimagining of your hotel took place against the background of so many difficult circumstances. And how did you manage to get so much commitment and inculcate so much energy from your team, what was Jeremy's magic sauce?
1: Well, you know, it all started because that's what makes, you asked me before what, what made it unique. And and I would say the main thing that made it unique is that, you know, my team, I have slightly over 300 team members in my hotel. And we had, as I said, there was no workers for to do this renovation. And, and so we said, well, we can't do it. That's not going to be possible. And then my team actually told me, but we can learn. And and then the past three guys became plumbers, and we trained them for weeks and weeks. And then they became plumbers or assistant plumbers, I would say. The finance guys became electrician or assistant electrician. The chef became carpenter, a carpenter. Uh, the marketing people became stone doctors and we gave training because we had time. You know, we were in this pandemic and we had really time. So the magic was just that we managed to convince people who could have stayed at home, we could not force them to come to work because it was the law. They could stay at home, get their sorry, or they could come to work Join forces, be part of the fantastic project that we had for this hotel to renovate it with our hands, to learn and to learn a new job. All of us, we all learned a new job. I became a project manager. This is not my job. I'm a, I'm a hotelier, and I think the magic was just that this was so unique, this was so exciting, and we all want to to learn. We all want to to be part of exciting projects. We all, what you need is just to walk the talk. So be ready to do it yourself first, you know, and then people trust you and then just convince people. But if you believe in it, people follow you. And you know that, Paul.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Better than me. (laughs) Much, much better than me. And um, did all of your team members participate, Jeremy? Well, yeah, as I told you, we had out of 300 something team members, we, we
1: had two team members who, who didn't want to follow. So I would say, yes, everybody followed. As I say, for, for six or seven months, they did a new job. My problem is that now some of them don't want to go back now that the job is done and that we have a brand new hotel. They don't want to go back to their old job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And how did the waiters do it being painters and carpenters? How, how did they measure up?
1: You always say, uh, you, you have this expression Paul, of uh, half baked and I, I love this expression that you always use. And you didn't want to have a half baked job, you know you wanted to have something done properly, etc and, and, and so did I. So we had to really take the time to train everybody and we got, Luckily, experts on the island, uh, because again, the borders were closed. So we cannot get anybody from abroad. And we got some experts on the island who came to train our team uh, for two to three weeks. Of course, a chef, a cook, cannot become uh, an expert plumber in two weeks, but he can become an expert on some plumbing task, specific plumbing task. And that's what we did. So everybody learned two, three, four, five tasks in each field. And and it worked so well. And I would say, you know, we had a chance to actually compare because we had to give part of the uh, renovation uh, scope to a contractor at the end of the project. And we could actually compare the job done by my team, who are not Originally professional, you know, and the job done by contractors, and there was a world of difference. It was so nicely done because they were innovating their own hotel, which is their their second home. So you know, you learn so many things in such
0: adventure. So before they they were allowed to pick up a paintbrush, you you actually gave them training in painting. We gave them. We became a school. Wow! We became
1: a planning school. We became a painting school. We became a, a stone doctors uh, a school. We we gave training up to everyone for weeks and weeks before they could really become experts in specific
0: tasks. Jeremy, I've I've been quite a a while in this business, as you know, but that is the first time that I've heard anything like that ever happening, ever occurring. You really have created a world's first uh, in the hospitality business. This is really superb. And for you to tell us that, you know, you were able to compare the job done by your team members compared with the, the professional contractor there was a world of difference, that speaks to people's passion, people putting their heart and soul into their job, which we know your team members do it anyway for the guests. But for them to do it in the process of reimagining and renovating and improving your property is just uh, phenomenal. And all the time they did it not just willingly, but with so much enthusiasm. And tell me, Jeremy, how did you manage with the authorities or were there any hurdles that you had along the way?
1: Um, Well, the the authorities were actually quite flexible. We had questions from the union because, you know, I mean, we have very good relationship with the union in, in this hotel and we work with them well, but... They came to see me and and, and they say, Jeremy, are you, you are not allowed to do that because it's not the job description of your team member. Then they're doing something totally different. I say, well, we gave them training and they are not forced. They can stay at home if they prefer. And I told them, you know what, maybe no need to talk with me. Just go in the hotel, spend the day and talk to the team. And if you feel that they are forced or they're not happy, uh, uh, come back to see me. And uh, after one hour, they came back to my office and they said, well, thank you very much. We won't, we won't come back. We don't understand, but your team seemed very happy. <laughs> and they never came back. And the authorities are, were, were pretty, pretty happy because, you know, we, and it's maybe something we will discuss later, Paul, but it was really... The concept of this renovation was the circular economy. You know, the the island was and is still on its knees. Its the economy is suffering, and and we decided we decided to have to use only Mauritian resources. So Mauritian workers, Mauritian manufacturers, Mauritian suppliers. Ninety nine percent of everything that have been produced. And this renovation uh, have been produced, manufactured in Mauritius using Mauritian-only company. I think it's the first time ever that this is done in Mauritius. For all our podcast listeners, enjoy a special 20% off on Lux Le Mans Best Available Rates when quoting Spirit of Lux when booking direct. Find out more information at luxresorts.com.
0: Wow. Because it is the first time, I think you were really setting the trend and there was quite a buzz on the island. I heard that quite a number of your competitors and the competing hotel groups on the island were flocking to stay at your hotel when you were able to open up for for local residents. Tell us a little bit about that, Jeremy.
1: Well, it was funny because, yeah, we we had we opened for, for a couple of weeks at the very beginning of the year and um, they had never come before, all my competitors. And I know them, of course, it's a small island. We all know each other. Uh, and suddenly they all wanted to come for a weekend at Lex Le Mans. You know, they were telling me, well, you know, can we spend the weekend? I said, well, what a surprise. You're coming as well. You too. as <laughs> well." And they were all visiting and they, had heard about it. But and they told me actually, we could not really believe that the quality, that you know, what I just say, you know, when I say that the, the job was there was a world of difference. And I, and, and they could actually check by themselves that uh, the quality was there. Not only the quality, but we were offering a really a new unique product, a new unique experience, and that the fact that the job had been done by the team, you could feel it. And you can feel it. You enter this hotel now, and you feel it because you feel it in the hands of pride of the team. And actually, the the, the baker is going to say to to the guest, you know, I'm the one who's done this uh, marble renovation and stone doctor job. I, I did it. And then explain explained and talked with the guest. It's pretty uh, unique what people feel now when they when they enter the hotel.
0: Yes, and uh, quite a number of them I heard from, they were just blown away with your talented team from the perspective of how much energy and passion they were putting into their welcoming the guests to the hotel and uh, how they were displaying the the care and the caring nature something that that Ron uh, Kaufman and I spoke a lot about on an earlier podcast and and they were uh, pretty surprised were you surprised at all Jeremy w- was this a surprise for you was this uh, perhaps I'm sure a pleasant surprise or or was that something that you anticipated might be the outcome?
1: As soon as my team told me, we're going to embark the journey with you, we will follow you. It's a bit crazy, but we will follow you. I was pretty confident and it was not a big surprise. What was a surprise, to be honest, was that they agreed to embark the, the journey. And because again, they had the choice to stay at home, they work a lot. And they've worked so much the past years because we've been very, very busy, so busy at the resort. And they say, yes. And when, when we had decided to embark the team on this journey, I have to be honest with you, Paul. I said to my team, they're not going to join because they can stay at home and get paid to stay at home. And it's my team, my managers, my team of managers who, who, who told me, Johnny. Let's give it a try. Ask them. Give them the choice. Do you want to learn about painting? Do you want to learn about plumbing? Do you want to learn about electricity, stone doctors, et cetera? Uh, Do you want to get trained? Do you want to be part of this? And they they followed. So that was a surprise that they agreed to to embark on the journey. But as soon as they say, yes, let's go, let's do it. I was so enthusiastic. I was so excited. I was pretty confident that we would do it.
0: Jeremy, one of the hallmarks of Lux Le Monde, the faithful guests, um, your predecessor, he uh, had quite a number of guests who were very loyal to him. And since you took over, you also um, have, uh, have increased that number of loyal, faithful guests. Have you been in touch with them? Are they aware of what's uh, been happening during this period of time that they haven't been able to return to their favorite hotel in the world?
1: I mean, the whole team has been in touch. I'm in touch uh, daily, actually, with my, with my guests, And... I will be honest with you, Paul, they didn't give me any choice. They were asking me. They say they were asking me during the renovation. We want pictures. They were giving their opinion. They were saying, I don't like this color. I don't like this lamp. I ch- You should change this. You should change this. So you had to get them involved because they feel like they own a bit of the hotel. And actually, to be honest, that's the reality. They are our guests. We can't survive without them. They kind of own uh, a bit of the hotel. So, so yes, they were really involved, and actually many of them. You know, we had we could not get any uh, consultants, patient uh, uh, because the borders were closed. So I actually used some of my guests to give some piece of advice because I know that they are in this field of you know expertise and this and this, and and, and many of them actually uh, gave some really great advices. So they were really part of the journey as well. And uh, the feedback, unfortunately, they haven't stayed yet because borders are, are going to open soon, but are, are, are still closed. And they haven't visited the place, but they've seen, and they have been. They've discussed with my team. They've discussed with me. And because we did it, they love it already. And you know what we call long-stay guests or, or, or repeaters or you know, they are pretty conservative, and that's why they are because they like it as it is. So it's always a bit difficult to do renovation to change things uh, with this type of guests. But because we did it, it was not done by contractors because we, you know they they trusted us, and they already trust us and they and they love it.
0: Well, Jeremy, Mauritius will be open, fully open in a couple of months' time in October. And I'm sure you and your team, Uh, Looking forward to welcoming all those faithful guests back to Le Mans and showing off your gorgeous hotel. And I have no doubt that you will be very successful. In fact, this whole story has been recognized and taken up by a very famous educational institution, uh, the London Business School for their uh, MBA program. Would you tell us a little bit about that, uh, Jeremy?
1: Well, yes, it was a, a bit of a surprise. I got informed by uh, one of uh, our colleagues uh, that the London Business School wanted to have a, a chat with me about uh, the renovation and because they had, they had heard about it. So I said, well, why not? Let's talk. And we had a one-hour chat, a bit like what we're doing now, Paul. They, they say, well, you know, we have the same, we've been teaching the same case study for the past 10 years at the London Business School to our students. And, and, and we feel that like it's time to teach a new one. And this is really interesting. And they, they wanted to dig further and to understand exactly the, the how, the why, the and we are working on it. And as of first of January, they will uh, the London Business School will uh, teach the the case study of Lux and uh, well, it's a, it's really a a big pride for my team uh, because I can tell you at the very beginning, when we were on this table, we, with you uh, on the, on the, on Zoom and with the owners, we could not believe that this would become one day a case study at at the London Business School. We are very far from it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Jeremy, I understand that you uh, were able to work with a, a world's leading architect, who's actually uh, Mauritian Jean-Marc Tang and, Jean-Marc had worked with uh, Ian Schrager in New York for quite a number of years so uh, and had recently uh, returned to Mauritius and he uh, obviously contributed to what you were doing. Could you talk to us about uh, Jean-Marc's contribution to, you, to the project, please?
1: All this would not have been possible without without him and not anyone else. It was only him who could do it. And thank you, Paul, because actually you kind of saved us by presenting us Jean-Marc uh, at, uh, at the very beginning of the, of the project uh, and say, well, I think I have the right person for you guys and, and uh, for this hotel. And well, you know, he was, first of all, he was Mauritian. And, and I think for this type of innovation, We needed a a local architect, but with a fantastic experience, as you just said, uh, that he had in in New York, in London, in in the Middle East. And, you know, he, he did like all of us. He decided to just forget the way we do things normally in the normal life, you know, and he he became as well a consultant. He was going to see the supplier. He was on the site all the time. He was doing so many things that I guess, I believe were not on the, on his contract. He was really um, he really embarked on this journey like 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 all of us. And he uh, I think when when i when I talk with him today, after this innovation, he keeps saying that it was it i mean it had never been done before the way we did it and the way he did it so yes he is he immediately understood what you wanted Paul what i wanted what what lux wanted what the owners wanting wanted and he managed to achieve everything in a, such a difficult such a challenging context in a in a spectac- spectacular way
0: Well, that's wonderful. Fantastic. Congratulations. Now, Jeremy, that's not your only talent. And you have many strings to your bow. (laughs) And you've also uh, become famous, uh, not just in Mauritius, but also globally, for something that you've pioneered, which um, we would term zero food waste. So... Could you uh, help us understand what have you been doing in that area? It sounds so interesting and and so purposeful.
1: Uh, well, okay, yeah, with pleasure, Paul. Uh, again, it's it's not me. Yeah, huh? it's a big, big team behind me who did all this. I was just a uh, d'orchestre, as we say in French. One of the one of the taboos in, in in the hotel industry is a food waste. As a hoteliers, we waste a lot of food. And as a general manager, you are responsible for absolutely everything that is happening in your hotel, as you know, Paul. And for so many years, I was dealing with it, and I was saying, we have no choice. It's part of the, it's part of the game. We, we, in the hotel industry, we waste food. That's like this because of the cold chain, because of, because of the regulation, because of the law, we have no choice. And, and I started not sleeping so well. And actually my, mainly because my daughter who was telling me Dad, don't tell me that everything on the buffet is going to be thrown away. Uh, so I'd started not sleeping so well and, and saying, well, I, I, I might have to do something and think about it. And I, I met a fantastic NGO called FoodWise who helped uh, me and my team to find solutions and to stop wasting food. One third of the food uh, you produce as a hotelier uh, is never eaten. So it's just huge. It's huge in terms of food, it's huge in terms of cost, it's just simply huge. And it's also uh, a big ethical problem for me. So we say, well, let's find solution. And the main thing, it's pretty pretty easy, actually, Paul. It's very it's pretty basic. It's just that we say, Well, everything on the buffet is going to be kept, put in a freezer. And then we're going to use our supplier who delivered the food to take the food in their refrigerated trucks. And we have identified NGOs or schools in need of food uh, on their way back because they always go back empty when they deliver the food. So we put the box in the trucks. Trucks pop in a school or NGO on, the, on their way back. It's, not, it's not that difficult for them. We've purchased refrigerators to uh, the NGOs, to the schools, and we give uh, now almost 1,000 meals per month to kids in need. And we've reduced the size of the plates. We have, uh, you know, what is in the production of the food. Uh, There is always also some waste. So this is going to the farms also what stays in the plates of the guests uh, goes to the peak farms. so it's nothing goes to the uh, landfill and that was the that was the, the the idea so it's very simple things common sense we have also learned the eating habits of our guests by nationality so we know in advance what they what each nationality prefers so we produce based on the nationality we know that the french gonna eat more seafood than the uh, British that gonna eat maybe a bit more meat, etc. So that's the, the, the way we've, we've done. And all this combined, uh, we've reached the zero uh, food waste. So it's really refused to waste, reuse and also recycle with also the compost that we do. We do 1000 kg per month of compost. And because it was so simple, Because it's very easy to waste food, but it's also very easy not to waste. And that's what people don't know. We've decided to do a big forum and we've invited all the hoteliers of Mauritius, uh, not only from Lux, from all the different groups of Mauritius. They all came. uh, We've organized it with FoodWise, the the NGO we work with. uh, And they all joined, all of them. I think we had uh, more than 120 hotels represented just to try to give best practices and to say, okay, let's do it. And let's make Mauritius a zero food waste destination. And I, I'm really hoping that uh, in, in a couple of years time, because we had a great support from the government as well on this one, I'm really hoping that Mauritius uh, will become a, 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 a zero food waste destination. And It would be such a great example and we would, we would set a precedent, you know, and we would really and and hopefully all the destination could could follow. But uh, I will let Foodwise, the NGO, and all the under government work on it because I'm only a hotelier and I can't do that.
0: And a very talented hotelier as well. And Jeremy, um, uh, just before we close, you've got a secret that you didn't share with with anybody, but I'm gonna burst the bubble now. You have a treehouse. I think you designed it, not Jean-Marc. And you have a very talented person on your team who, who combines this treehouse with a certain experience. Uh, tell us something about this so that you can whet the appetite of uh, guests who've never visited Luxe Le Morn, or, in fact, your regular guests who are longing to discover this special surprise that you have in store?
1: Well, yes, we have, we have a team member at the hotel. His name is Vic, and Vic is a superstar. He's a superstar simply because he makes you enjoy the best things we have on this island. And his job is, he has the best job in the world. His job is just to swim in the lagoon with the guests and to snorkel and to catch sea urchin and to catch octopus and then to make some barbecue, or grill, you know, octopus that he just caught, and then taste the sea urchin with a good bottle of Riesling or muscadet or a good white wine. And that's his his job. And he just make you enjoy life and what, again, the, 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 the Mauritius has to offer. Uh, and he was so good with the guest that I told him, well, Vic, during this renovation, we're gonna build a house for you in the hotel <laughs> so that you will never leave the place and you will be available for the guest 24-7. No, I, I'm a little bit exaggerating as always, but he, he we built him a, a house, and actually he built himself a, a house with some of his colleagues, and it took him six months and uh, and we call it Vix now. So he got his own place, and he will actually host guests anytime during the day. And I told him we are going to put a bed for you in your house, so you can actually stay there if you want. And he will really host uh, our guests, his guests, at home uh, in the hotel. And he will have his own pirogue, uh named Vix as well. And but it's becoming a brand. Vix is becoming a brand. Uh, it's it's really exciting. And I'm sure that our guests who know him and our guests who do not know him will be so happy to experience this this magic uh, experience.
0: Well, Jeremy de fombel thank you so much. Congratulations to you and your entire team. Not forgetting Vic, of course. You've shared with us so much about what you've been doing these past months it is phenomenal congratulations and i'm sure that you and your team can't wait to welcome your guests in a few weeks so well done jeremy and thank you
1: thank you very much paul and i would like really to thank you because all this would not have been possible without you i would like to say thank you to our owners and we should not forget the owners they are really important as well and uh, all the team uh, from from the owners and all the team of the Lux Collective, and of course uh, my team, because I I spoke a lot today. But really, uh, all the credit goes to this fantastic team. Thank you, Paul. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Spirit of Lux with me, Paul Jones. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen.